Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, beautiful soul, incredible podcast family, co-creator of universes. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so grateful that you are here with me. I am so grateful for your time and tuning in. Today is a very special day because we have the second episode of David Lone Bear Senapass, or second interview. It's going to be in two parts, and it is also my birthday. Um, I'm so grateful to be alive and everything that I've experienced in this last year. I'm so grateful that the podcast has grown and that it's touching more lives and hearts, and I'm so privileged and honored to have your ear and time. Um, This is an absolutely extraordinary episode, and as the universe works, I literally just spent two weeks with David Lone Bear in Maine and in North Carolina. If you check out the Facebook, you'll see there uh, some of the adventures I did. I'm going to write an article. I'm going to do a solo podcast on it. Um, David is legit. He is a native elder of the Megamon Nation. He has teachings and other things that would blow our mind. His his upbringing was not like ours. He spent the first 27 years of his life on a mountain getting taught by over 600 teachers from around the world. Um, what I witnessed was extraordinary, and the application was so simple. He said it's so simple that, you know, most of us aren't going to do it. And, you know, from his perspective, which I totally resonate with, he, he was with the Dalai Lama on the Dalai Lama's request to share uh, ancient prophecies. Um, the Dalai Lama asked him a bunch of questions. So David Lone Bear is legit. This is extraordinary. And, um, you know, I just want to thank you all, everyone who supported me in this show. Um, I want to thank um, Sardu from Canada who just left a review. If you want to hook me up on the podcast, um, leaving a review is amazing. And it just says, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I have to say that this is hands down one of my must-listen-to podcasts. I listen to Matt pretty much once a day at a minimum, and I feel better for doing so every time. Thank you for creating and sharing it with the world. I appreciate you for taking the time to leave that review. Um, I also want to thank Sally Gallagher, Fraser, and Nicholas Young for uh, leaving uh, our contributing on Patreon. Um, if you guys want to do that, it's just Patreon forward slash Matt Belair, and I so appreciate that. Um, Um, And so for my birthday, you know, I have some requests. If you guys like the podcast and you like what I'm putting out there, you like what I'm trying to do, um, I have some requests of you and you guys can pick and choose whatever you want to do. You can do one of them. You can do none of them. um, But it's my birthday. So I'm going to ask you guys if uh, you've ever found value from this podcast. I just uh, I ask if you want to support, then here are lots of ways you can do it. So in, in no particular order, but kind of a particular order. The first thing that you can do is you can go to itnj.org. This is the International Tribunal for Natural Justice. I've been volunteering as the marketing arm uh, for these guys for the last few months, and I'm continuing to do so. And they're going to be doing an inquiry on 
human trafficking and sex trade. It's it's absolutely awful. Um, there is darkness in this world, and we are bringing it to light. And it's not to be fearful. It's to take an action to uh, do what we can to make the world a better place. And so if you go, if you go to it nj.org and you share that campaign and you contribute what you can that would be an amazing birthday present i'd appreciate that um the other thing that's very equal probably this is the real number one is um do three acts of kindness today not not for me just for yourself um david i'm going to explain this a lot He, he might talk about it in this podcast but it puts you in the spiritual vibration an act of kindness can just be a smile can be acknowledging a person it could be paying it forward it could be writing a little note to a friend saying you appreciate them it can be so small it could be a smile it can be like a hi like literally hi i see you in line like, what's your name? Oh, great. Have a great day. So if you could commit to at least one, if not three acts of kindness today, and you want to gift that to me and just make that commitment to yourself, I would be so grateful and so honored if you would do that. And that would be an amazing present. So um, if you guys do that, just go into my Facebook. So I post up, if you go to facebook.com forward slash Matt Belair official, I put a little thread in there. So I would love to hear from you guys what you did. Um, You know, you could be super creative, you could keep it simple, but I would be so grateful to hear what you guys have done to uh, share an act of kindness to the world. So the other thing that you could do for my birthday is you could support David Lone Bear Senapass. Uh, This man is truly extraordinary. He is the embodiment of teachings. He lives it every single day. He does acts of kindness of every single day. He's of complete service to his community and everyone who asks of him. I I witnessed it firsthand. And, um, you know, he doesn't have a lot of financial support. It's actually kind of ridiculous the way he lives uh, for what he does and what he offers. And so we connected while we were there and I said, hey, would you do some custom pendants? He makes like legit vibrational pendants. Some people are like, oh, they're vibrational pendants. They use magnetics and and that that could be true. However, his stuff is so next level. The way that he was learned to make jewelry and the information that he has is beyond anything that I could comprehend. So if you go to Lone Bear Arts, L-O-N-E-B-E-A-R, ARTS.com. He's going to make 15 custom pendants that are vibrationally enhanced and uh, custom to you. And so I already bought two for my mom and my sister. So there's going to be 13 left. Uh, These are one of a kind pieces. They're made by hand. I watched him make one from start to finish. It takes him a long time. Um, And he's a master. And it's going to be vibrationally encoded for real and measurable. Um, so absolutely extraordinary stuff. So if you want to support me on my birthday, support David, give him some love because that guy is amazing and he'll give you like the most unique baller pendant. And there's only going to be 15 because he can't make too many. Um, he does a lot of other work. It's a, he lives a very fascinating life and uh, I'm so excited to share more about his work and what he does and that'll be coming down the pipe. So I'll definitely be sharing that with you guys. Um, what else to say? Um, I don't know. There's going to be a lot of stuff coming. I'm processing this huge, tra- huge travel from Envision. I have stories that I, you know, this was one of the most multidimensional, wild experiences. But it's not. It's not even about like activating your third eye and going out of body and all that kind of stuff, which I was so curious about for such a long time, and I still am. It's really about the embodiment of kindness, and that's what. 
David really taught me. You know, if I could summarize his teachings, it was just do three acts of kindness a day. You are the creator of your reality. And when you do those three acts of kindness a day, you're in the spiritual vibration. So it's almost like this higher dimension or your guides or your higher self is watching. And when you go out of your way to do this kindness, not so you get something in return, just because you're kind, it's like we're an electromagnetic field. And so what happens is you go to a higher frequency, which means that your body is able to hold more information source or spirit or the universe or whatever can you you can hold more of a charge and it's a higher frequency kindness compassion and happiness are higher frequency frequencies so you can hold higher information so he actually shared it from an electrical engineer's perspective and it's actually mathematical uh, but it's so simple the application is being kind being happy and being compassionate so he said it was so simple that no one would do it um, so I'm challenging myself to do that and I've been doing it more and more and, and uh, just even in the last week of just being more cognizant of doing little things like asking someone's name and um, you know do, giving an opportunity to pay it forward when I can and I'll just see an opportunity for kindness and I'll go out of my way and do it even more than before and uh, it feels amazing and I know uh, I know it's going to be a different uh, a different frequency it's going to be a little bit of a different um, it's like it, let's say you're at channel 70.2 well you're going to get yourself up to 90.2 which means you're going to get all that information at 90.2 fm so that's what it is it's we're tuning to a new dial so the the code is three acts of kindness a day uh, go out of your way to do it and uh you watch the magic happen so this is an extraordinary podcast i i can't tell you guys how grateful i am that i'm not talking to myself Although I can tell you that when I record these things, I literally am talking to myself. Um, but uh, it's nice to see like the internet. It's like, oh, people are listening. Cool. And it's not about, um, you know, listening to me or, uh, you know, oh, I need a lot of listens. It's like, you know, I feel like these people are offering value. And I feel like the people who are listening to this want to, uh, you know, know themselves more and they want to do good for the planet and they want to uh, live a life of freedom of joy and compassion and if i can help in that manner and and know that the message is getting out there and it has impact then that's what fulfills me I, i'm still uh, searching for and seeking the most wise conscious you know embodied masters of wisdom of kindness of compassion of spirituality like real spirituality of people building the new earth and building peace and um you know being kind in their communities and, and doing work that uh, has a positive impact in others and not because they want to look cool because they're dedicated to you know living an extraordinary life that fills them up and can positively impact others and you know we are here to live an extraordinary life another thing that david would share with me he's like you're the creator of your reality and he's like i was like well what is god to you guys and he's god is an acronym it's giver of dreams and each and every person is that we came here and you know can, he's gonna get a little bit out there in the podcast but uh it's basically almost al along the lines of we signed a contract and we're in a simulation kind of it's we're in it we're obviously in a dimension he he shared it with me um i didn't know what he was talking about i got little grips when i was there i was like this is insane but he, he did it mathematically he shared the dimensions and how we're in this body and what's going on but he's like we're here 
And we have time, earth, air, and, and space to explore this dimension and feel and, and grow. And we're here to have fun and to, to do that when he's like, it's so simple. People will miss it and we're messing it up so bad. And so that's it. So, you know, if I can grab people and that can, um, that are living extraordinary lives and help, help myself and help others have more fun and more happiness and more inner peace, uh, that's, that's what I hope to bring. That's what, you know, I would love to share with people. So, um, I'm glad the word's getting out there. Um, the other thing that I, I was trying to brainstorm too, uh, cause I really want to, you know, amplify the podcast, uh, this year even more and, um, just sharing it on your timeline and maybe, you know, writing a blog and sending it to me or, or a Facebook post of your top three episodes. That's something that you could do, you know, what, how the Matt Belair podcast has, has helped your life and share that on Facebook with maybe a few links. Cause maybe it's an, it's a podcast and somebody speaks on anxiety or someone speaks on, uh, something that touches you, you know, share that with people and write about how it's shared. And that, that would be an amazing gift for me. Uh, I would really appreciate that. And what I want to do for you for my birthday, uh, if you're still listening to me ranting, I was supposed to say this right away. And I'd love to offer you a gift. Anybody that um, sends me an email, Facebook or whatever, I'm happy to give you all of my Zen athlete stuff. Now, I've said this before. You do not need to be an athlete. It could be Zen life. The only reason I did athlete was to get this for the kids. Uh, This is a self-mastery book. Um, you know, you take this and apply it to anything and you will create a reality that you're, that's balanced, that you know that you're the creator, that you're in charge of your internal dialogue and your consciousness. Um, it's all consciousness hacks. So uh, anything that I've ever created uh, is yours. Um, that's my gift to you on my birthday. And, um, you know, just sign up for the email list at mattbelair.com. And uh, that's how you'll get it. And I'm also going to do a free... Q&A session or I'll I'll think of a talk to do. Um, I don't really know what it's going to be yet, but it's going to be a free webinar for all of my listeners. And it's like my birthday present for you. And I'll stay there as long as necessary. Maybe it'll be 45 minutes or an hour. Maybe lots of people will come and I sit there for two, three hours and I just share uh, and everything I can about my life. You guys can ask questions. You can do whatever, but it's going to be a free webinar for you guys. but I don't need it's just for you um so I'll have to figure out what to say that's valuable probably do a meditation and I'll think of some sort of like something to say that is ideally uh helpful for you guys um I never really know what to speak on when I when I talk because I feel like it's all so simple but I'll figure that out eventually um so just go to mattbelair.com sign up for the email list and uh within a week or two I'm going to send out a link for the webinar I'll let you know what date and I'll record it so you guys can have it again but that's another gift that I'd like to give you guys is just gratitude for your attention gratitude for for being here um for being a part of this journey and gratitude for you wanting to grow remember you're the creator uh question everything question everything i say i don't know what is going on i'm trying to do my best my reality is constantly shattered i think one thing one day and then it's like oh that's not true like oh goodness but i'm really good at just dropping it you know if i get new information it's like no that was totally wrong the whole time like ah crap so you know my truth isn't your truth you know it's uh i'm just sharing where i'm at and what i'm seeing at that time with the best I can. So, you know, that's what I can honor. I'm, I'm doing my best to be honest with you with where I'm at and what's been helpful and what I'm learning. Um, so that's it. And so just trust yourself with everything. Um, and, and yeah, that's it. Um, so I think that's it. Um, thank you so much for being here and, uh, let's do the meditation. And, uh, what are we going to do for this meditation? Kindness, 
yeah, so we're going to embody kindness, compassion, and happiness in this meditation. So wherever you are, I want you to just stop and then just taking a deep breath in through your nose, imagining powerful universal life energy just filling and, and, and just filling up every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being and just see white, gold and powerful energy pulsing through you. All of life is within you. And just breathe out slowly and letting go all of the limitations, illusions, doubts, self-criticism. Just let that go. And then take it another deep breath in through your nose, imagining this universal light coming in and connecting to kindness to yourself, empowerment, just this commitment to I'm going to be kind and compassionate and happy and make that firm statement within yourself, this agreement now, I will and am going to be kind and compassionate to myself and I'm going to build a life of happiness and joy and fun for myself. Just make that mental commitment and feel what that feels like to have the whole world as your playground. It's what it is. The whole world is your playground. Make it so you have earned that right. That is why you are here. So simple. Now just breathe out any limitation, any doubt, any thought form or thing that says that's not what it is because that's not true this is your world and space to command your perspective your mind your heart your being your experience this is yours to command so now taking another deep breath in through your nose and really doubling that feeling of commitment to create be kind to yourself to be compassionate to yourself and to build a life of happiness joy and fun and just feel what that feels like to explore the planet to explore yourself to explore all life has to offer and i'm sending you all of my love all of my support all of my energy all of everything i am for you to know that that's who you are you have this ability you have this birthright to create your reality, to be happy, to be in joy. This is your birthright. <sighs> there we go. Beautiful. So thank you so much for being here, uh, being a part of my life on my birthday, um, for giving me your attention. It's something that I honor. I honor you. Um, you are a powerful being. So that's it. You know, If you want to give me a birthday present, then be kind to yourself. You know, be compassionate to yourself, to trust yourself, to know that you're enough. That's true. And if you can get there a little bit more, that would be an amazing gift for me. So just love yourself. Be kind. Uh, thank you so much. All of my love and support. And here we go. Part one. <laughs> this is this is an intense podcast. Uh, part one with David Lone Bear Senapass. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is the storyteller and sagein for the Mi'kmaq Nation. He is a scientist, engineer, father, and elder with a 389-year lineage. Welcome back to the show, my friend, David Lombear Sanapas. Thank you very much, Matt. It's glad to be back. It's been, it's been a while that we haven't talked with each other. So I have a lot of great information uh, this afternoon and maybe a couple of stories. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. You know, I, I wanted to have you back sooner and we kind of, we dispersed and we went our separate ways and we did a lot of different things. Uh, you were recently at Gem and Jam where we met last year and speaking at the Galactic Center and then you were in Sedona. Um, do you want to start with, uh, if people, this is our second broadcast, but you have a very 
fascinating and unique upbringing. Um, maybe just touch on a little bit about your history and then a little bit about Gem and Jam and then a little bit about what you're working on today because I know you're up to some very interesting stuff and you have a lot of ancient knowledge and things that you've learned that you're bringing forth and sharing around the star teachings and, and uh, what you learned growing up. Uh, thank you, Matt. Um, yeah, I, I can give you a little bit of background on myself. Um, I was born and raised in Maine. Uh, traveled quite a lot when we were young. Uh, we belong uh, to the migrant workers. We went the blueberry harvest, uh, uh, pulp, uh, potato picking, uh, all the other things. I'm a basket maker. Uh, my family's a basket maker, and we uh, made baskets for a living. It doesn't sound glamorous, but uh, it takes a lot to make a basket, and that's how we made our living. I was uh, brought up uh, in Canada and the United States. Uh, my, my, my history is that the, my birth was prophesied to the elders, um, so growing up was a little bit different. I, I grew up in a traditional family. When I said traditional family, that's not um, teepee and wigwam and everything else. It's that uh, we were secluded from the other natives. Uh, we were, stayed on a mountain for many of years. Uh, that's where most of the teachings that came to me is on that mountain and elders and um, other people, other teachers that came and taught me some of, some of the technologies and the math and, and all the other things. Um, I want to say I had a normal childhood. Um, my mother and father were uh, loving parents. Uh, they, they did it right. Uh, they were couldn't ask for a better um, upbringing, but I was pretty well secluded from other people uh, when I was growing up. But uh, I didn't have a like a regular play date like everybody else. Uh, I didn't party. I wasn't a drinker. I wasn't a smoker. Um, I, I spent most of my times on that mountain. Uh, there's a lot more to that story, but I will get back to that. Uh, then when I started getting older, that I started to travel um, in different uh, places uh, doing storytelling. Uh, a lot of ceremonies uh, uh, with my elders, tra traveled considerably through Canada, United States, and a couple other countries. Um, and, I, and I think that, that we had, a, that was normal to me, uh, but uh, talking with other people that I don't think I had a normal childhood. Um, we, we talk about who the teachers are. You know, some of them were elders and everything else, but uh, some of the teachers I did not recognize, some of the teachers that were uh, in my uh, history, they're, they're at least seven feet tall, maybe tall. I'm not sure about that, but I'd let you draw your own opinion about that one. Um, uh, grew, grew up, went to high school, uh, went to college, um, did other things, traveled a little bit, uh, raised a family, had some kids, uh, was a contractor for a long time, building houses. And I uh, worked in the engineering, uh, structural engineering. I work with some of the mathematics and a little bit of physics. I'm a scientist. I uh, work with high atmosphere magnetic uh, disturbances. Uh, I'll get more into that a little bit later. And, um, and, I, and I've done a lot of experiments. You have a world record too, right? For sending the, the man-made balloon into space? Yeah, I do. Um, and that's well over um, uh, 323,000 feet. Yeah, that's, that's what I, I documented at that. And uh, that's not a rubber balloon, that's a mylar balloon. Um, a balloon in the side of a balloon that has a computer system that um, uh, the, the, the mylar is really strong, uh, 180 pound 
um, pressurization in that. So it did travel up there pretty far, farther than the X, X15, if anybody knows what that is. Um, so I've done a lot of experiments, uh, uh, and I have a lot of information on some of the atmosphere that was going on, the magnetic disturbances. Uh, 1977 um, received a message, a radio message, uh, still deciphering that. I will get more into that too uh, on uh, what that message is. It's not an ordinary message. It's not like an ABC message or a, a binary message. It's a quite extensive message. I'm still working on that. Um, the trip to Sedona, that was, um, I went down there. Uh, people have been ask, asking me to go. And there's a lot of um, um, rhetoric on what's going on down there, the, the vortexes and all the different things. I did not get a chance to visit them all, but uh, I've done a very small research going back in a month or so to uh, finish that research. I need at least a week more down there with my, my equipment. So that's what I've been doing. Uh, and uh, I've been at the, uh, the Gem and Jam, uh, went down there to speak about the STAR teachings. Uh, we had a really good reception on that. Uh, people uh, wanted information. Uh, people are looking to um, how to help. And um, I, a lot of the information that I received is um, um, confirmation, I guess, from people. Uh, we were at the Galactic Center in Tucson. That's right, at Tucson. And spoke there. And we had a good reception there. And we've met a couple of star people like yourself at, uh, at that event. Amazing. You, yeah, you wrapped up a lot there. And, uh, and if people haven't seen that, yeah, tiny, tiny bit, um, yeah. kind of every time I hear you speak, you, you know, um, the first time was at Gem and Jam, you blew my mind. And I was like, Oh, my goodness. So then I got to see you speak again in uh, the Galactic Center in Tucson, again, a little bit more information, more mind blowing. Then we have a about three hour podcast. And so if people want to check out that original one, you go more into some of the incredible stories about your upbringing, what you experienced, absolutely not um, uh, traditional by any means, by any, anybody that I ever know, uh, known growing up. And then since that time, I actually was able to have a couple really great in-depth conversations with um, Clifford Mahuti, who is the native elder of the Zuni Nation. And you guys say the exact same thing, the exact same thing. There's like... Um, you know, there, he doesn't share everything, uh, but he shared a lot. And, it, and it's like, it's very different material for how you would grow up in a Western society and traditional schooling and what reality is and, and uh, what is going on here. Um, I guess I'll put it to you to wherever you'd like to start on, on maybe some of the things you've been discovering, some of the stuff that you're working on. Um, I don't know if there's something that you're most excited to share and, but I do have a lot of questions that I can go into. So I'll just put it to you. If there's anything stories or something that you're working on that you want to share first, and we'll kind of start with that. Well, everybody knows the world is changing. Um, not only with our president, um, with um, China and, and Korea and all that's been going on. So I'm a mathematician. So I try to work on the numbers on what's really going on in the world. Um, global warming, uh, the price of gas, price of gold, price of silver, platinum. Uh, I work this all into a, a number combination and trying to figure out really what's going on. Um, and uh, some of the information that I get from my high altitude balloons, uh, my, my balloons go 
quite a ways up there far, farther than a rubber or weather balloon. A weather balloon can break at 100,000 feet. Mine goes way beyond that. Uh, the, the technology that I use in the balloons is a, a very advanced technology. I, I built my own computers um, and I, I look for anomalies in, in our atmosphere. I, I can uh, detect anomalies from the ground up or from outer space in. So I can intercept any of them or, or sideways. Uh, don't know, uh, people don't realize that we have information in the different belts, uh, ozone layer, things like that. Uh, the, the ozone is really being depleted. The research that I come up with for the last uh, seven years, um, that some of them, I've met with some of your scientists, uh, some of your physicists, uh, shared a couple of photos, uh, what I took from up and down uh, is what your, your satellite's supposed to be taking, but most of the satellite pictures that are taken from outer space to the Earth is um, edited and they take a lot of the space station. I've been monitoring the space station to see what, what they're doing. And of course, I, I check YouTube out and see what's the rhetoric is out there, what's going on. Some of it is rhetoric, uh, but some of it does have some truth to it. Um, uh, what, what is our government keeping from us? And uh, what, what are they doing up there? Why, why do we need a space station? Do we need a space station to grow plants, to do experiments? Yeah, but that's a multi-billion dollar space station. They're still adding to it. Um, hang on. I'm, I'm monitoring earthquakes, so I just got an earthquake alert. Okay. Um, China I just got a 4.5 earthquake just a second ago. Um, and uh, some of the things I'm monitoring is trying to put this all together, just trying to come up with some sort of resolve or an answer to what's going on globally. What's happening globally affects you and I, uh, the, the, the people around us, uh, it affects our friends, it affects uh, the, the community. Uh, I, I, I've tried to um, monitor HARP. Uh, I can pick up the HARP um, uh, every time they turn it on. I, I know if I might have a balloon up there, I can detect where it is and what bubble is forming. Um, so that's some of the research I've been doing. Um, I, I hadn't had a chance to send up a balloon for a couple of months, but I'm going to be sending one up here pretty soon. And I'm going to head back to Sedona to send up uh, at least four or five of the, the bigger balloons and hopefully fly over some sensitive sites. Uh, I can get up to 100,000 feet, so uh, that's beyond the fly zone, so I can take pictures down to find out what's going on. Uh, if um, that particular station has a, a, a base uh, that um, harbors uh, stone technology, and you pretty well know what I mean on that one. Um, if there's uh, any other crafts that come into our atmosphere, I can monitor that. I've received a lot of different strange things that came in that I, that I don't know what the power source is. I can pick up uh, the wavelength. Uh, so when something goes through our atmosphere, it's like going through water, it makes a ripple. Um, if a jet goes through our atmosphere, it makes a ripple. I can detect the, 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 the ripple from the aircraft and the heat signature, and I can see it. Most of these crafts, they, they, they uh, some sort of magnetic pushed. Uh, they don't have a heat signature, but they have a magnetic flux signature around them. Um, uh, this year, that I've been, the last time I've seen you is um, that I've been trying to figure out what these things are, so I didn't get really a chance. Um, I'm not ready 
to show you the pictures, but maybe we get together. I would have uh, some photographic uh, and magnetic uh, uh, pictures for you to, to look at. Um, I did post uh, when I was down at Sedona that, that I did see a couple of things going by. wasn't sure what they could be heat anomalies, but I did, I did get a picture. I did post it on my Facebook, so check that, check that out. There's two of them pretty well following us pretty well everywhere we went. Uh, we uh, was out in the desert a couple of uh, times doing a couple of things, and these things didn't go too far away. So I think that we was monitored while we were there. Uh, met a lot of nice people in Sedona. Uh, uh, um, did a couple of talks there. Uh, did not get a chance to visit all the vortexes. Um, I'm figuring that they're not vortexes, they're magnetic anomalies. A vortex goes around. Uh, these are pretty well like an unstable radio wave. So I'm trying to figure out what that's all about. I don't have very limited information on that. And uh, trying to figure out uh, if we're being uh, manipulated. Uh, I think I told you last time that uh, I took, uh, I, I work with cell phones quite a lot uh, on the information that goes through a cell phone. I took the program, uh, what, what's in the cell phone, the program apart, and, and I found another program in a program, hidden in a program that every cell phone has. Every cell phone I ever took apart, even the cheapest model that you can get into Walmarts, it has this program, in it, and I've been trying to figure out what this is. It's an everyone's cell phone. I'm pretty sure everybody knows this, but what are they using it for? You know, uh, is it a counting program? Is it a program that we um, are watched a lot? Um, I know that some of the, the things I've seen on YouTube and some of the things, information that people send us, even you and I right now, being monitored. Uh, we're being monitored by that program. And um, I'm just trying to figure out where this information is going. I get, my, my computers are not strong enough. Uh, right now I have my workshop set up. I have three computers going all the time doing math. I give it assignment. It does the math. Um, this is some of the equipment be, behind me. I'm, um, you see, I'm monitoring cell phone um, waves. I'm monitoring radar waves. I'm even the microwave that you have in the house I'm monitoring that we're hitting getting hit at least with 24 to 2500 waves per second so this probably has an effect on us somehow uh, the smart meter the new meter that goes to our house that they can monitor the electricity that gives out a, a, a signal uh, I can monitor a month right now I can monitor like, probably 29 signals 28 signals at one second I can set it up more um, but I'm, I'm finding that this has a lot to do with the world's um, economy. It has a lot to do with the world's event. Um, China, Korea, what we're doing now, the snowstorm, the, the cold spell we just had. I, I monitored uh, three harps at, at the same time, um, pushing the snow the coldness our way. Why would they want to do that for? Um, I was in that cold snap here uh, a month ago, a month and a half ago. It was, it was at least a couple below zero every day. I think the coldest it got here was 17 below. Uh, up north, it got 27 below zero, and the windshield factor was 37 below zero. So that's unusual. The last time that happened was 1977. Um, so, and I tried to monitor all these events that are happening and try to put that equation to the human aspect of what we're doing. Um, the, the spiritual aspect, um, 
the wars, um, uh, the food, uh, the fuel. Uh, uh, the, the, when we get that cold snap, uh, we had hard. We had to wait for about two weeks for fuel. Uh, we burned wood in our fireplace. So, but we weren't the only ones. Uh, at least um, where I was, sixty-eight uh, percent of the people were affected by fuel, and uh, they had to wait. Um, so that was very unusual. So. I was looking this morning on some of the fuel prices. Nothing wrong with our fuel prices. We have plenty of fuel. Why was it hard to get here? You know, why did it take two weeks? Uh, I think the fuel companies and the, the companies that to me, they already know all this stuff. You know, it's like it drove up the prices. And when that happened, we rolled it up a, a, a percent and a half, and, and it's still staying there. A percent and a half doesn't seem very much, but you multiply a percent and a half by a hundred and three thousand different gold distributors in the United States, that's a little bit more than 91%. So somebody's doing something. It might be they um, are manipulating the price of gold, but uh, I don't I think it's more than that because uh, Fort Knox, uh, probably nine months ago, they were restocking. They're putting gold back in Fort Knox. Like, how do I know that? It's because uh, like, I can fly a balloon anywhere in the world, these balloons. Um, I got the technology down, so uh, um, most of my balloons can orbit the Earth. Well, not, well, not orbit. Um, uh, the balloon stays there, and we go underneath it. The Earth moves underneath it, so the balloon doesn't really go anywhere. Um, these these balloons that I invented, um, they can stay up for two months to three months. The uh, uh, furthest one I ever had up there is four and a half months. It stayed in pretty well uh, two or three thousand miles. Uh, and I can pretty well monitor anything, and it runs on a, um, well, I guess I can tell you what the power source. It runs on a capacitor uh, battery. I invented a battery that is a capacitor that has no lithium. Uh, it works uh, almost like the, on the Stirling effect. It gets cold, it gets hot. It generates pressure inside of it, and it generates pressure. Uh, the um, the silver and the graphene react to each other, makes electrical charge, graphene stores it. We can use it as a power source, and this uh, acts in every 24 hours. Um, it's a, it is not a free energy machine. It's a practical thing that works with cold and hot. And it, and it gives me 12 to 20 volts, depends on what I want. Um, I invented a bicycle that works on the same principle, uh, a, um, a capacitor battery. No lithium, uh, and the bike I can pretty well go 40 or 50 miles away just from pedaling. Uh, the the generator that generates it, remember, it's not free energy. You have to put something into it to get something out. The pedaling of the bike, uh, the, I invented a generator and a motor together. One uh, percent, I can go one percent over the push, and it, the computer monitors that, gives um, the the capacitor some energy so you can pull push. It's not like I said, you can ride. 20 miles without pedaling, um, but it's a capacitor. Remember, it, it takes the capacitor, I call it a tier capacitor. It's at least a 50, 60 um, layers of graphite, gold, silver, graphite, gold, silver. And it runs in a snake, it goes in a snake, so it's um, stored slowly and it's released slowly. Most capacitors release their energy in a matter of a second and a half or more than that. Um, that's what's up there. Uh, that's why I don't use, that's why my balloon's a little bit lighter, because if you're going to have a battery source, you have to have a lithium up there. Uh, lithium doesn't like cold very well. 
Uh, so had it been something that stays up a little bit longer. Uh, uh, the, some of the people that I work with and uh, give this research to, um, they're worried about the, these batteries landing back into Earth. Um, out of 42 balloons that went up there, 17 worked. Other ones, I don't know where they went. Uh, if they go high enough, they don't come down. I probably had people call me four balloons then, because we have addresses on it. They call them, are you the property of this balloon? And I have to drive all, all around the country to find my balloons. <laughs> but um, uh, that's what I've been doing. I'm, I'm, I'm more into that research right now. Uh, I'm going to I'm more, I'm be going to North Carolina here pretty soon. Uh, we have a research project going on down there in Waynesville. And it's a biodome. Uh, look it up. Um, I'll give you links to that. Uh, that is actually working, and uh, the, I can monitor some of the earthquakes in that area by the biodome. I don't need Wi-Fi. Um, it sends a very strong signal through the atmosphere. I collect it out of the atmosphere and, and receive it. Some of the other information I've been getting, of course, is um, some of the concern. Um, if this information that I'm doing is so great, how can we practically use it? Um, I am hopefully within two or three months, I'm going to Yellowstone uh, National Park, outside of the park, and uh, send over a couple of the smaller balloons. Uh, I've been monitoring that through the biodome. Uh, um, the Yellowstone has been increasing height at least six inches every month. So it's growing, coming up. If you did the research on Yellowstone National Park, uh, it used to be uh, at least 20 or maybe 30,000 years ago, a super volcano that hasn't erupted yet in those years. And to uh, what my picture is looking down at Yellowstone, you can see where it erupted before. I'm sure your satellites can pick this up. Look at, look at it, you know, go on Google Map if, if you can see that the, the, where the ripples are. That's, something's going to happen there. Not sure what's going to happen. Um, I need more research. I'm sure your scientists are working on that too. But uh, if that is going to erupt, uh, the people downwind of that should be warned. If that goes off, that's the world's never ever seen anything like that before. And um, I would be very concerned. I, I'm, I'm concerned right now about that. And I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what harp with all the other things that's going on in the world. And I'm sure that our government and other governments, Canadian government, knows about this too because a lot of things have been shifting in um, United States and Canada. The research that, that I do, I uh, haven't been posting a, a lot of that. It was only that my concern is that the information um, um, could get in the wrong hands. I, I do have all this information compiled. I have boxes and boxes upon boxes on the information of the signal that we've been getting since 1977 from somewhere out there. I can pretty well pinpoint uh, what that signal is. Uh, I've been translating as much as I possibly can um, uh, because I have to work for a living. Um, my research is um, privately refunded, uh, so we, we don't have very much funds in that area. Uh, but. Um, I wish that I could do a lot more and post a lot more things on, on what's going on, but I think it's just, just it's more of the funding. And I think if I can get somebody helping uh, compile the information, uh, some more mathematicians, uh, some more scientists helping, I think that, that this information is very valuable. Um, I guess proof is in the pudding. 
And what I say to that is that look, look at your world. Uh, what's going on? You know, why am I here? Why am I doing all this uh, research? What's what's going on there? You know, am I just doing this uh, because I want to be famous? No, I'm, I'm concerned as much as the average person is concerned about this world, from global warming to wars to um, uh, catastrophes that's going to happen. Um, uh, I think six months ago, I, with my balloon, I picked up an object that was coming into your um, uh, our little galaxy with a moon, and I was picking up a fluctuation on whatever this structure was. It was uh, iron core, and it was fluctuating, but it was like 17 miles long. And it was like a cigar shape. Um, I do have pictures of it, that, that tomb, uh, when it was uh, leased um, at the asteroid belt. Um, and you guys just picked it up a month ago with your telescopes. And that is an uh, asteroid, a long asteroid that looks like a cigar and it's tumbling. Is it a spacecraft? Uh, if it is a spacecraft, it's, it's a bandit. Um, I don't. I detect a magnetic um, field from it, um, and it's tumbling, and it's um, part of its iron, or, or it's part of its metal. I can't define its iron until it goes through its trail, and I can't. We're going through its trail probably um, May, so I can pick up some of those particles with my balloons if it is a, a iron or some sort of other metal. Um, I was trying to figure out the density of it. The density doesn't make sense to me because if it is an iron, iron it has a certain density, it has a certain way it spins. Uh, it's spinning a, a little bit slower than the density, uh, what it's supposed to be. So it's a big hunk of aluminum, tin, or some sort of other metal that I don't know. Um, so it's, it's not a regular um, asteroid. I wouldn't even call it an asteroid. It's called something else. Uh, so I was hoping, because um, I kind of missed that um, window of getting a picture of it. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting what YouTube has any pictures or NASA has any picture of these. Uh, I tried to um, get on uh, STS or the, the, the space station to uh, see what they said, but their cameras pointed down at that time for some strange reason. <laughs> so it did pass pretty close for uh, a regular telescope to take a picture of it. I don't have uh, any telescopes on the ground that I can uh, point out. All my telescopes are hooked to balloons and they're sent up. So that's, that's some of the other things that I'm interested in. Uh, I see a lot of um, on YouTube uh, people looking for different sources of energy. Um, a lot of the research I've, I've done um, at the Gem and Jam, you know, they had some, some things there, some pyramids and things that people came up with and, and I'm always looking. Uh, if somebody says this has energy, this has power, this can heal you, usually that I have enough um, equipment with me to say that's factual, that's true. The mind is very powerful, uh, we, we can, put energy just about anything we, we want. But if there's a machine, if there's something, a structure out there that we can work with, um, I'm interested in that. So uh, I was at the Gem and Jam looking around, uh, talking to people, looking at some of their things. 
and I was getting an anomaly, a magnetic anomaly at the gym and jam. So they want, some of this equipment must work. So uh, we walked around a little bit and then measuring um, where that's coming from. And none of it was coming from the, the setups or the, the things that they claim was pyramids and stuff like that. And then it's pretty clever. Some of the beautiful, beautiful art, beautiful art. So I looked around for a little bit and I kind of followed it. And <laughs> I followed it to an aluminum pole that was holding up some triangle structure. Uh, I think I can post that too. Some, and there was some um, nylon straps holding the, the post down and they, were into, they went into an iron post and the wind was blowing a little bit and they were fluctuating. Uh, but aluminum, if you know, is a, 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 not magnetic. But when you add a vibration to it, a magnetic vibration, it becomes repulsive. It makes a feel. And those three straps on that aluminum pole was making a feel that I can detect. Uh, and that, that little pole, that four-inch pole that stood 30 feet up in the air with those three straps were conducting 60 volts of electricity through that post. And that, that's a resonator. That's, that's, that's what I do. That's what, how I make, and that's without crystal. Usually that I use crystals to make my um, resonators. So I kind of worked out the plan. I'm going to try to build one and bring it back to the uh, Jim and Jam show next year. Yeah, I, I can build a smaller one that at least does a 80 or 800 volts that can run a, uh, a stove or lights or a computer or, or something. So that's a lot of voltage right there. Most of the research that I do, that, um, that the information I get is from the Copper Scrolls. We talk about the star teaching. The Copper Scrolls were passed down with that technology. Um, I think that when we work with electricity, you know, we're kind of um, not looking in those avenues. We, we know what a generator is, a generator that generates power so you can run your house. Uh, most likely that's done by wind, um, sun, coal, or a hydro plant. Uh, we, we don't work with batteries very much. So that comes from a long ways away. So we, you and I can talk to each other through cyberspace. But most of the energy around you that governs you, uh, you or me, it's 60 volts. We run 60 volts, no problem, in our, in our electric system. Uh, that's a byproduct of, um, the, the, um, of a muscle and um, things moving in our body. And our heart generating pulse, that is electricity. We see through water, the back, the, the cones in the back is run by electricity. Our ears are run by electricity. Our mouth is run by electricity. But around us, um, at least with the, a very soft breeze, that's 100,000 volts. With the water and crystal mixed, you can run a house. We've done that before. You can run a house. And that's, that's not a theory. That's that's a practical thing in this copper scrolls. Eurolantis, um, many years ago, uh, thousands of years ago, seven twenty thousand years ago, was run by the same thing. It was run by a resonator. It was not run by nuclear fusion, only because it's so dangerous. Uh, right now that we have power plants out there, that you know the plutonium is so poisonous, we can't we can't use it. So we bury it for our ancestors to pick up. Um, but the resonator has no byproduct. And the byproduct is that if the crystal breaks, you have a beautiful crystal. 
Um, and uh, the, the wind that's always blowing, even in the desert, we were out in the desert and we had a nice breeze. I measured that breeze at five to 10 miles an hour. Um, we stick a resonator up there, we got 120 volts immediately, not no battery, just immediately. Um, if I mix the tear capacitor with the resonator, we have a power plant. A power plant that we can, if we had, and they're not a windmill, they won't kill birds. They're not um, a windmill that goes around that runs a big generator and makes all this noise um, back during the 60s when this was theorized that this was going to run the world. And flying over the country, looking down at the wind farms, now, these things are pretty ugly, you know. We have some uh, up in northern Maine on Mars Hill Mountain. That mountain was beautiful. Now it has all these windmills on it. It's like, it's, what does it do for us? Uh, how does this um, uh, do, what does, it, what does it do? Does it lower our light bill? My light bill just went up. Now that heat uh, we had to use during that cold spell. Windmills didn't help me. Um, and we have an, another technology, it's called the mist drive. Uh, the mist drive is a magnetic motor that runs heat through a coil. Coil makes a magnetic field that heats water. Um, when you pass a magnet by a copper pipe, it heats up. If you have water in the pipe and you pass it fast enough, you have a magnetic flux that makes a magnetic wave that heats water, pushes a turbine, Turbine pushes a small motor that's in the turbine, and it's and it's not. This is not a free free uh, energy machine. You have to put something into it to get something out of it, and what you put into it is water. It doesn't take a lot of water, but you've got to keep that tank full because it will burn itself out. Ran this one for many of years. Um, you know, the only uh, problem with it is heavy. Uh, because the, the weight that the has for the, the gyro in it weighs about a ton. So once you get that going and going to a certain point, the steam and the magnetic uh, will run that for just about it. As long as the water's there, it'll run it for just about forever. And the byproduct from that is electricity and steam. Electricity, we need to power our house, and steam is, we need that to, um, for heat or whatever else. And it's regular water. Uh, the machine I did build many years ago that ran, uh, I built it out of a dump. Uh, I got most of my stuff out of a, a, a dump. I, the flywheel, I got out of a dump. All the copper pipe, because I'm a carpenter, I get most of the copper that they throw away, and I built it. And the barons were just regular barons. They weren't magnetic barons. Uh, but the, the flywheel was almost a ton and a half. But you have to get that um, flywheel up to speed. So it runs a small uh, magnetic coil and pass it through uh, a uh, magnets, and it makes steam probably within 40 seconds. Right once the turbine gets up there, and then, like I said, that, like I said, uh, the people I, I, I lent this to, they was only using electricity. They wasn't using steam. The steam was being filtered out into the atmosphere. Uh, but we never got a chance to get back there. Um, they since moved from the house. I took the steam mist drive apart and and put it in storage. Uh, I was thinking about bringing it up here, but we probably won't stay, stay here that long. We have um, another place we might be moving to. So that's some of the technologies I'm working on. Um, I'm hoping uh, by at least end of May, May 17th, um, 
our friends, um, how would I say this? How would I say this? Um, our friends that helps us, um, our visitors, uh, will kind of um, give us a little bit of proof May 17th. So be looking up, be looking up. Um, there'd be comparability to the Phoenix Lights. So, and that's, I'm pretty sure that's what they said. So, and I did, I did put that out to the Star Teaching community that, that please be looking up. Uh, there's going to be some events going on and um, corroborating what I'm saying. Do you know where? I do. Um, I probably won't share that location, but uh, I'll share it at least a month before. Uh, because we don't need anybody congregating or our government's congregating at that point. The, most of these visitors, they have been having this accident point, uh, entry point for 285 years. That's in our legends. Uh, we know who they are. Uh, we call them the star people. Uh, there's a lot of folklore around them, but I could say they're true. So this should be interesting. This should be an interesting event so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so. okay this is this is funny because i just remember the last podcast we have he just went off and and spoke and i have a hundred million questions and i can say that like when i said every time i hear you speak i think okay is this guy actually telling me the truth or are these just stories because like holy crap it's a huge stretch for my background and the more that i learn about you you know native elder total different upbringing you told me that you learned different mathematics um you had these different teachers and these ancient star teachings you know you didn't want to share because you know what our you know what what we did even in canada the u.s like what we did to the indigenous people is like you know modern genocide it's awful and we actually still don't really you know make amends for that in Canada in the States is still happening. And, you know, standing rock kind of brought some light to that a little bit of, of how bad that actually was. And so you, you're holding this like oral lineage of 289 years. Yes. And you have these ancient copper scrolls and it seems like something out of like Indiana Jones. Um, and, and it's wild. So you want to say something? Go ahead. No, no, I, 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 so there's a lot of people that I talk with, and uh, we, we have a um, Star Teaching Association. It sounds like more of the Da Vinci Code. We can write a book about this. And we probably can sell some books, <laughs> you know, because there's a lot to this story. There's a lot more that we um, share this pocket, but there's a lot more. I mean, there's a lot more in paper, a lot more in stories. Um, we go back to the Knights Templars. When the Knight, look on the History Channel, they talk about this. Um, they, they met the Mi'kmaq, they exchanged information, they exchanged, uh, they gave us something. They have a, on the History Channel right now, Oak Island. And they and, and, um, uh, one of the persons says, well, the, the, the Mi'kmaq used to worship the Knights Templars. They bowed to them. It was the opposite way around. But, um, because when they escaped from where they were, they were kicked out of their country. They needed a place to go. So they needed to behave themselves when, when they came here because we outnumbered them, no problem. There's a lot of them, but you know, you say something, we could have wiped them out. So they had to have some sort of exchange. Um, they talk about the Knights Templar's treasure, and, and I remember many years ago uh, talking to my elders and listening to them talk about the treasure. 
He said, the treasure's not on no claim. And I said, all right, why are they digging that hole? <clears throat> if you really look at the, the, the history of this and then the way it is, and really read into it. I mean, we, we want a mystery. We want a mystery, but we, we don't want the truth. And when we don't want the truth, we're gonna make up some stuff. So I went through some of the, um, the uh, information that I have in trying to figure out what is that? You know, did they bring the, the, the Holy Grail here? Did they bring the Ark? What did they bring? Um, so uh, I can't remember who the Colonel was. Uh, that kind of tracked uh, probably about 40 years as some written 40 years after Knights Templar that came here. When they came here, they uh, noted that some of the Mi'kmaq tribe up north wasn't so dark. Uh, they, they seen a lot of blonde hair, um, uh, blue eyes, uh, mixed mix like that. And they trying to figure out what that was. Is that when the um, Knights came here, they intermixed with our tribe. Of course, they intermarried. And if you look into our history, especially our Grand Council flag, uh, our Grand Council flag uh, is the Knights Templar's flag upside down. You can go online and look at this. Why is that? So why are we um, pretty well dominant Catholic? What is the Knights of Columbus? Uh, what is the Masons? I think that that, so some of the research I've done researching this is like, Holy crap, we have Simons in, in the Mi'kmaq, we have um, Sinclairs, we have all the different from the Templars. So, so if they're here, um, which I know they're here, they must form some sort of um, association, some sort of thing to keep their heritage alive. One of the books I've read, uh, it was uh, from the History Museum in Ottawa. No, not Ottawa, um, Quebec. Went to the History Museum and I went through the old documents, the whole ledgers. Uh, this was many years ago. And I found Sinclair's. Okay, Sinclair's. And, and they kind of talked about, um, um, about when they came in and they met the indigenous beings in that era. Not native. This one I said beings. Something because when you think of native, you think of primitive and everything. But beings? We're beings? What does that mean? And I thought it was a, a, a some sort of error, but he mentioned it a little bit more eight or nine times in the book. Beings. And okay, what does beings mean back during the seventeen um, hundreds? Um, they claimed that uh, uh, a lot of the times they encountered uh, the little people. Because uh, the little people, because in, in our legend folklore, we talk about the little people that live in the woods. Uh, the tricksters, they could be, they can help you, um, but they're small. They stand at least 18 to 20 inches tall. And they're no different, kind of like you and I. Um, they have their own culture, they, they, they stay away from people. But beings, and he talks about little people. Like, why is an educated person talking about a little person in the woods? And we think of gnomes and we think of uh, elves and things like that. But it's 
pretty distinctive words what he was saying. And this guy was like educated. He knew what he was writing and what he was seeing. So that's part of the Sinclair family. Um, and uh, goes on and, 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 and I thought it was fascinating that, that our council flag, um, most of our churches have triangles on them in Canada. You know, a regular triangle in the church. And I go, what does that mean? Why would they put a triangle in the church? It's because some of our history is, of course, a native, all, all Native American stories. But some of the stories that I tell is like, it doesn't sound like a, a Native American story that was handed down. It sounds like an interaction with God. It sounds interaction with um, sabree, sabree beings out there. Out there. Um, flying canoes, um, uh, flying stones. Uh, I mean, um, people that have not guns, but other things that they point at and things are gone. Um, I mean, to me, that sounds alien. You know, it sounds like they met something besides Knights Templars. They met something besides, and how does this all intermingle with the star teachings? The star teachings is the ancient knowledge has been passed down through copper scrolls, and it's not been passed down through the churches. It's been passed down through certain individuals that are, are qualified to hold these scrolls in secret and in, in, and in safety. Um, when I met the Dalai Lama uh, several years ago, uh, I, I gave him some letters, and the letters were from those families. This is what kind of ties everything together right now, that some of those families, one of them was the Sinclair family that wrote a letter to the Dalai Lama in the 1800s. And we kept that letter. How did they know? You know how, how did they know? Because prophecy says that uh, the, uh, the great bear, the white bear will come down from the north, from the stars, and bring the teachings to the people. The people will reject the teachings because they, they're set in their ways. They, 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 they don't know. And it's like in the Bible, um, that when Moses went to the mountain to talk to the creator, uh, nobody knows how long he was up there. The Bible says 10 times 4. That would be 40 days or 50. But if you, if you do the math at, at that time, it would be about two years up there. What's he doing up there in two years? And he brings down some stone tablets. And by the time that when Moses came back to the community, that the community was mad at him because he was gone so long, and they constructed a idol to worship. Uh, and of course, the, this angered Moses, and it says in, in that he destroyed the, the stones. But if you do your reading and if you do your research, that is Council of Nicaea that wrote the Bible. That's a council that put the things in the Bible that what they wanted you to hear. There's a lot of stuff left out of the Bible. Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, the Copper Scrolls, all the different things that uh, meant something. That, um, and for some strange women, women were left out of that. But if you look at some Dead Sea Scrolls and some of the other scriptures, most of them are women. And I, and I think that uh, men take most of the credit because of our ego, of course, but 
some of this information is passed down through uh, because women have a different vibration than men. They're, uh, they, can, they are givers of life, they're, they're part of the creator. And that givers of life is that magnetic field inside of them that they can emit. And um, what I've read about what the Ten Commandments are, the 629 commandments altogether. It says this in the in the Jewish text uh, that when they brought, so that's a lot of commandments. So what what are they? So I looked and then I read the Quran. I read all the others uh, ancient teachings and trying to figure out what are the teachings. Well, what what does these does this mean? The copy. I'll, I'll go back to the copper scrolls. Uh, I, I posted um, uh, a couple of days ago ago about the way home and, and, and it's a copper. It's a hammered copper map of a star system i can't manage i can't figure out what that star system is I, I i know a lot of star system but i can't match it up to, to any star system so the map is foreign to me there's some things on that map that matches the dead sea scrolls it matches some of the uh, the ancient texts of india it matches some of the chinese texts um, and a lot of them is that with thinking flat like Columbus, and when they say, oh, Columbus, uh, the, the world is flat, I don't think we're thinking further enough into the teachings of the Copper Scrolls or the information that we're receiving us. They think this information is for one person, that we, we're going to get this information and go, Mary had a little lamb. Wherever Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. You know, that's a story, right? What you do, this information is made for communities. Not one person, not Moses, not Jesus, is that our DNA over the last um, uh, 83 years has been changing. We've been changing. Uh, we talk about the higher consciousness. I don't think nobody has the higher consciousness. They, they say they do, but the higher consciousness is information. Information that this earth and this community can use. How do we receive that? Copper Scrolls gives us a technology to receive that information, not by one person, by a community. We've been doing that the last five years and we've been getting a lot of results from that. Uh, we've been going around the United States and different communities and setting up this, this technology. And guess what? We have been getting knowledgeable information from this antenna, the human antenna. Copper Scrolls teaches us how to do it. No one man can't, can't keep this. Or no one woman can't keep this. It teaches us what the vibration of the human body is, the vibration of the mind, how, how it resonates with the universe, how we are in contact with uh, Mother Earth and Father Sky. A lot of the other teachers and all the information they give us this one, one uh, vowel of the teachings. It's hard to do the three bears with one vowel. You know, you can just point in a direction. Maybe that's the story. We need more information. We only have 26 words in the alphabet. We've said all the words, and we put those all words together. We describe love. We describe peace on earth. We describe all the different things that we should have, but we don't with these words. What are we doing wrong? Nothing. Do you realize when you drive a car, you go down the road, you're 95% wrong every time you drive. The 5% that you correct yourself makes you stay on the road. The same with the, these teachings, is that we've been doing the 
individually, but we haven't been putting out the information together. I have noticed a lot of the, the, uh, the people that's in ceremony, they've been doing ceremony for years and years and years and years, been helping people, but it's, we have to go one step further. I know I get in trouble with my elders saying that uh, we're sitting on our ceremony most of the time, we're not doing anything. We're trying to figure out what a vibration is or this or read these books. That's great. That, that is part of the spiritual teachings that you need to learn what's going on, but you should not be stuck there. Remember what water does when it doesn't go anywhere. It becomes stagnant and stinks. Your body, my body is all water. It needs to move. We need to uh, constantly drink water to hear, to see, and to do other things. The same with the spiritual teachings. We need to be a lot more open-minded in what we do. The copper scrolls tells us to do that. If we become stagnant in what we do, anything that we do, we become quality. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that wrong. Quality is when you, this is quality. One hand different than the other. And what, the, what is that difference? They have the opposites. Quality is the opposite of you. You're looking, when you look in the mirror, you're looking at your real self. It says that we're illusion in, 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 in the Copper Scrolls. What is the illusion? Um, illusion could be just about anything that you can possibly think. I don't have my illusion crystal here. <clears throat> but if I did, I would make it disappear in front of you. But illusion is very strong. We, we want to believe in illusion. We want, we want to believe that we, we are marked for destiny. The creator has made us chosen to do something. What am I chosen to do? And we get stuck on this. I have a lot of people that want to sit with me and, and tell me what their destiny is. Tell, tell, tell them what their destiny is. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. And people line up by, by the dozen. We just had another earthquake. Um, um, by the dozen, trying to figure that out. And there's people that go around the world looking for spiritualism. If spiritualism was in Prescott, Maine, at the Maine Mall, uh, how many people would be there? Probably not very many people because it's pretty damn cold right there right now. You're going to have to be pretty spiritual or holy to get up there. Some people might do it, but maybe spiritual is where it's warm. You go where it's warm. Maybe it's where the uh, where Tibet. Maybe it's where it's everywhere. It's how we perceive things. The Copper Scrolls says to be in spirit is to be in light. That sounds mushy to me. That sounds, and as a scientist, to be spiritual in light. What does that mean? And when we say light, you know, we think of light. We think of light bouncing off our hand. Uh, we think of that. That could be that. But when we look at people, we don't see light. We see, we see judgment. We see things. We see flaws and things that, with that person. If somebody doesn't talk right, uh, we blame them on their speech. If they don't look right, we, we're scared of them. If they're the wrong color, they, we might not want to be around them. It's always something. But true light is not a rainbow. We want to say that the rainbow is a perspective that we look at every day. We may see it in the sun. We may see it in, in the rainbow when it rains or in the sun dogs or something in there. 
but the true light is beyond imagined color. Color is here for us to say that's a red apple, yellow banana. What does it mean? Nothing. I know that when I first studied studying the Copper Scrolls many of years ago, um, I said, I am going to prove this wrong. This is stupid. You know, we're native people. We believe in the drum. We believe in the feather, tobacco. But that's all pretty new for us. What did we have before then? What did your culture have before then? We're too nuts to find out. We want to have that fluffiness. We want the feeling. But we're receivers. You know, I know that when I went down there, there's a lot of people who wanted to heal me and to um, work with my vibration. But honestly, I don't need healing. I'm fine. Um, and they was telling me how I should be and I should, should uh, take this stone and this crystal and put it together and I do this. What else do I need? I'm a seer spirit and hear a spirit. What else do I need? And what I have right now is enough. Um, and we go beyond that, what they call the higher consciousness. There is a higher consciousness, but we don't have it. Nobody has it in this world. We want to say we do. We talk a lot of people about it, but the higher consciousness is a plan of the next evolution of spirit. And we're not with it right now. We kill too many people. Uh, we, we judge. Uh, money rules most of us. Rules me anyway. Um, and it deceives our mind and, and makes our own illusion. Nothing wrong with that. But if you have an energy or power, or whatever you want to call it, give it away. What did Jesus do? What did Muhammad do? What did all the great teachers do? Give it away. The money will come eventually. We don't think about that. And, so, and you know, put up a sign. You know, I don't have any signs on my house to say who I am. I have a bell to remind me that the greater good we hear in music. That is, that is the spirit is talking to you. It's talking to me, talking to you. It's not a ceremony that I can do that calls spirits in. There's not a thing I can pick up that will call. Because if you have spirit, this is, think about this. You're in the spirit world, looking into this world. Do you, do you need help? Can you walk? Can you speak? Can you see? Can you touch? All the great teachers, all the great teachers, I, I, I can name at least 25,000 of them that I've met, says to walk, to speak, to see, to hear. This is a higher consciousness. What do we do with it? I think that uh, we get things so misconstrued in this world, and that's fine. We're, we're irrational people looking for irrational answers. You want to be great? Go in that direction. You want to be in the light? Go in that direction. We make our own shadows. Nobody else makes them. 
we carry our own luggage with us. You know, sometimes I, you know, when I first meet people, they bring their luggage with them. They want to tell me how bad they had it. I think that if we had a circle of people and we all said how bad we had it and wrote it on a piece of paper and put it in a hat, mix it all up and reach into the hat and pull it out and find out and we find out how other people have it, you would want yours back. So where's mine? I want my stuff back. We don't think of each other most of the time. I'm not a great person. Um, I'm not the most kindest. I'm not the most compassionate. I'm not the most happiest. But I am of them. And my teacher, I, I, this question was posed to me the other day. No, not. I wish that people can come and I said, well, this is what you need to do. This is what I know. Um, I, I don't have people lining up at my door to hear the teachings. I have people lining up at my door to tell me how great they are. That's fine. That is fine. But all teachers, if you're a teacher and if you are knowing this, it's like the peace of the higher consciousness is this. We're on a learning curve. We want to increase the DNA. We want to increase the information. We can't use the information that we have right now. You know, I, I remember uh, several days ago um, that we were at a restaurant and I try to get people's names because you never know when the creator's out there. You never know when a visitor from another world will disguise itself to come here. We don't think about this. We think of aliens as the big eyes and, and the tall ones. If we are of human, how many short people in our world? How many tall people in our world? How many blind people in our world? How many people are blind? How many people that can't see? How many people that you can't understand the language? If they're visitors, they're the same thing. They would just, if I was going to your world, I would disguise myself as your people. You would walk right by me. You wouldn't know. If you see me on the street, I think most of the time I had dirty jeans and an old coat on, and the coat was dirty and I was dusty. I did not have nothing on to say who I was. Not one intuitive person knew who I was. That's strange, isn't it? I can see all the star people, even the hidden ones. And you know what I mean. What are we doing for the greater good of our planet? You know, I, I, somebody just commented the other day on my post. Um, I, I, I try to keep people updated on, on my Facebook or what I've been doing, and I, I commented on um, with the trip. And he says, can you, and I, I take these seriously. Uh, so one of the comments was, can you do this to spread your message without polluting? <laughs> and they told me, how many ozone things I was doing and everything else. And I was thinking, probably not, you know. I've done that for 27 years on a mountain and nobody came. You know, that's kind of lonely up there. And Spirit told me to come to you, to come use your technology to bring peace, not to the world, peace of mind to you. And now, nobody ever thinks, uh, the, the people that hang around me quite a lot, they do a lot of writing around me, and all my words, 
all my words that I talk to you, that I post online, that I, I write the letters to, are all thought about. Every last punctuation, pause, in order you to understand. If you're going to understand an alien, you need to understand what they're saying. If you have met an alien right now, you realize they don't have the same beliefs than you do. Some of the aliens don't really care about you or us, our planet. We don't have very much resources on our planet. Our biggest resource is water, but space is water, mostly water. We're not visited very much, but we are visited. We're not big and bad like we think we are. Our nuclear weapons, our guns, our governments, everything else. It's like um, the Europeans meeting the natives with their technology. We did not have a chance with their guns. They can shoot further. We, did, we couldn't fight their diseases. We didn't know what they were talking. We didn't know their ambitions. We didn't know their spirituality. So that took us all by surprise. And guess what? They're taking us by surprise right now. We're not the big and bad here. You probably found that out in the last couple of weeks. We are the cows here. It says that in our teachings, is that we have to prepare ourselves. We're not preparing ourselves. You know, maybe we'll let our government do it. Do you realize one point contaminant in our system? pretty well wipes out 90% of the, the, the population. The cold, common cold wiped out the native people, mostly might wipe them, but just the cold, you sniffle, wiped out pretty well the native people. Kind of broke our back. But we have something now that you might want. And we are giving that away free to you. But you need to listen. And most of the people I talk to, they don't listen. They say, oh, you're a great storyteller. Wonderful. Our world's not going to be here forever, you know. That's nature. You look in the universe, every 70 seconds, there's a supernova, a very strong magnetic pulse that we can detect, I can detect. Civilizations are wiped clean. What is our destiny in the universe? What are we doing? Are we believing everything or believing nothing? With all my equipment that I, that I own and, and monitor and all the scientific experiments I do, I'm not trying to create anything new. You will have all the technology. I'm trying to introduce it to your world so we can live better. No wars. I'm not saying I have the answer to peace on earth um, or, or hunger or energy problem. It's that just use half of what I have. We see all these free energies on YouTube. Is it free? No. no. There's no such thing as free energy. Energy lights up and it dies. It's just getting in there long enough so we can have some of that resources. Is that perpetual motion? I don't know, I haven't lived that long. Is there machines that run for years without gasoline? Yes. 
Is there machines out there that we can build today? Yes, probably within an hour. Is there a cure for the common cold? Is there a cure for your diseases? And copper scrolls that says yes. And this is the hard part about this whole thing. Do you realize if we stop warring for at least three and a half months, killing each other, diseases will go away. We invent our own diseases. Why do we put so much money into research into cancer? Where does that money go? Does it go into research? Maybe it does. We should have a cure by now. Somebody out there has it. And we think, oh, you know, they're making money from it. Yes, they might be. But the powers to be is like money. I, I need that resort. I need my car. I need my cell phone. I need this. And that's all of us. I, I need my equipment to do my work. And these, this equipment is not uh, inexpensive. And what do I have to do to get my equipment? I have to build things, I have to work, I have to paint, I have to pound nails to do the research. But I still believe in it. I've been doing this for a long time. In the balloons, it takes money. That my allowance not cheap. The computer equipment that goes into them is $6,000 a balloon. Balloon will only cost $7. The stuff that goes into a balloon that goes up and doesn't come down is about $6,000. It's a lot of money to some people. I don't have that. So I, I scrap everything. People bring me the old computers, cell phones, technology. I take those apart and reassemble them so I can use them. And it takes at least two or three months to assemble a $6,000 computer for a balloon. This is not easy. And plus, I have to work and make money at the same time. And am I complaining? No, it's interesting. My life has been interesting. But I'm afraid my time is running out really quick here on your earth. I'm going to have to go back home here pretty soon. Who am I going to give this to? The schematics won't do it. I have tons of schematics. We need knowledgeable people that know how to assemble these things. We need people in place that knows how to handle the energy of, of this technology. Not one person. It's going to take many people to handle one technology. Look what happened to the nuclear weapon. They wanted to keep it for itself. But one of those scientists kind of said, well, one person should be on this one country. So they brought the plans to another country. Did they sell it? No, he did not sell it. He gave it away free. And that was treasonous. I think we're kind of messed up on that point in our money. And these people out there, I mean, I go on YouTube and all the engineers and all the people that are making this thing, incredible. Can you imagine if they had just a little bit more money? A world will light up. <laughs> Instead of giving it to a big corporation so we can have power to our house. Free up some of that time. We have some terrific people out there. I've talked to a lot of you. I've talked to a lot of engineers and scientists and people that are working on theories. Um, I think that we're on the right track on that part. We just need a little more help. And I'm hoping this podcast that we can do that.
We can work together. I'm not selling you anything here. I don't have a book for you. I have stories for you, uh, the Copper Scrolls. We have a lot more than what you think. The Knights Templars that came by, they gave us a couple of things that we hold as relics and treasures. They're incredible. And they're just not wooden things. They're things that are incredible. That's all I can say. One of the things that I've seen of them, they're just incredible. What do we do with this, Matt? What do we do? How can I help you? How can I help the people that's watching? That is a question. <laughs> All right, guys, that wraps up part one with the incredible David Lone Bear Senapass. I hope that you enjoyed that. Uh, like I said, I just spent two weeks with him, and he is legit. He's got a picture with the Dalai Lama on his request. He is the native elder of the Megamon Nation. He learned a different education, a different world history, a different knowledge than we did. Like, it is very different let me let me tell you that and what he can do and what i learned and what i saw blew my mind and uh the embodiment of the teachings are three acts of kindness a day um kindness compassion and happiness within ourselves because it's a higher vibration it's like tuning yourself like if your self-doubt and your anger and your shame that's like 40.2 fm but kindness compassion and happiness that's like 90 to 100 fm well because we're electromagnetic we can hold more light more information more energy electrical charge from the universe so we can then share that in any way that we want we become the master of our own reality and that's how simple it is it's, it's gnarly how simple it is um, and I can assure you that most people I'm going to share more about this like what I saw his the, like his math is different his writing is different it's like this alien language it's, it's it was nuts um, in, in the greatest way and he's 100% legit of service. So, you know, for my birthday, um, I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful for everything that happened last year. I'm so grateful for your attention. Um, if you want to support me and, and give me a gift on my birthday, you could leave a review on the podcast. Um, you could, you know, support on Patreon. But most importantly, three acts of kindness. Do that today. Um, do it for a week. See what happens. Go out of your way to do three acts of kindness for a week and see what happens. Make that commitment. Go to my Facebook and let me know what you did. Uh, MattBelair.com or what facebook.com matt belair official let me know what you did as an act of kindness it could be just saying hi it doesn't need to be anything crazy just say hi and to the person in front of you or behind you get their name that's what i would really love for my birthday and to go to itnj.org this is a planetary thing this is the darkest of the dark that we're pulling up to shine light so we can move forward in freedom and in harmony and in peace with one another um so you know itnj.org um check that out and, and contribute there that would be, and share that message share it on your facebook that would be absolutely massive um for my birthday i'm offering you everything that i've ever cr created zen athlete uh zen life don't it's it's literally spiritual self-mastery so don't let the le don't let the athlete thing fool you um i'll give you the ebook i'll give you the, any of the meditations um my heart journey stuff i'll send you that just go to mattbelair.com and sign up for the email list and i will send that to you 
um, you know, as my gift and I'll do a webinar Q and a, and I'll, and I'll think of some sort of amazing title where, you know, it's like hacking, you know, I don't know. I kind of have resistance to like titles cause it's like hacking the universe, spiritual mastery, enlightenment. Now I love all that from like copywriting, but it's so much simpler than that. I feel like, uh, the lessons are so simple and so grounded. And what I'm saying to you to at least sell it a bit, sell it. Um, <laughs> is uh, I'm going to do my best to give you an empowering hour and then a Q&A. Just, I'll sit there as long as you guys have questions. Like I said, maybe five people show up, maybe a hundred, I don't know. Um, and my, my gift to you is to do a webinar of service where I'm accessible to you as a thank you for being here. And um, so anything that I have, um, just go to, go to mattbelair.com and if you want that uh, stuff, just sign up for the email list and then send me an email. So sign up for the email list and send me an email and say, hey, you know, I'd really like your gifts and I'll send you a Dropbox with all the gifts because I have an email list and don't want to double send. Um, let's see. I think that's it. Um, yes, I love you. I am grateful for you. Um, there's going to be a, you know, I'm excited for... 34 and what that brings and and i would like to be even more grounded and create more content for you to be of even more service and to bring in my own love and kindness and happiness for myself i've really struggled with the fun and the happiness although i've been having it, it's been in spurts and then it kind of gets heavy sometimes so i'm gonna be kinder to myself and create more fun and happiness so that's what I got to do for myself. So I'm going to go enjoy my day. It is my birthday. And what am I, I'm probably going to go skate for, for skateboard for a bit because that makes me happy. I'm going to go do three acts of kindness for myself um, to stay in the spiritual vibration um, because that makes me happy. Um, and uh, I just love and su- support you. So before I go, um, if you want to support me, anything works. You know, I'm grateful. Just any any act of kindness on my behalf or for your own self. Any of those suggestions are great. Um, so before we go, let's do this uh, meditation again. And to bring in kindness, compassion, and happiness as our fundamental way of being and just to be that. So when we are being that, we're tuning up to 90 to 100%. Um, we are in a higher frequency. We can have access to more information because we are electromagnetic beings. We send a signal and uh, receive a signal. So what this allows you to do is receive more signal, more electromagnetic energy. That's how simple it is. It's crazy simple. So please do it. Oh my God. Um, write it down every single day. Did I do it today? Keep keep it for a month. Watch what happens. That's what I'm doing. And uh, I'm even guilty. I do the podcast and I talk about it and then I'm like, oh, I didn't do it. You know, you just got to do it. Just do it. Um, so please, please do it. And then write on the Facebook. Let me know what you did and uh, we'll inspire each other to do it. So here we go. Stop whatever you're doing. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just imagine powerful light, platinum crystalline light pulsing through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being. And just let that out slowly with all limitations, all doubt, all unworthiness, all shame, all guilt. Just let that go. Now take in another deep breath in through your nose and just make this firm commitment to be kind to yourself, to be compassionate to yourself and to live a life of happiness and joy and to connect to those frequencies and just see yourself now connecting to those frequencies of happiness, joy and compassion and love. Um, Just see yourself living that way and just now breathe out with all the limitation, all the doubt, all the self-criticism, all the shame, all the guilt, just letting it out slowly. Now take another deep breath in through your nose and again, just double down this commitment to yourself. I will be kind to myself. I am compassionate to myself. I live a life of happiness and joy and fun 
This is my playground. I am the creator of my reality and own that and know that that is what and who you are. And just connect to that frequency and just breathe out all limitation, all shame, all doubt, all uh, disbelief, all limitation. Just let that out. Take another deep breath in through your nose and now double and triple and magnify that feeling of happiness, joy, compassion, and kindness. And just seeing that ripple spread to your friends, to your family. They see the example of you being kind and compassionate and that's how you help them. You show them the way through your action and just see everybody watching you, you know, and and they're inspired by you. And you are inspired by life and you just hope that they inspire themselves. And you're like, oh, it is simple. Get back to joy, get back to happiness, get back to fun. And you're just going to want to hope that everybody gets there, but you can't do it for them. You can just be the example and just see yourself be that example and know that you're living your life. Tons of fun, joy and happiness and just allow that to encode into every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being and then send that energy out to all your friends, all your family, to all the dark spaces of the earth, to everybody who needs healing, to sending them love and support and kindness and compassion. So there we go. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for who you are. I honor you. I support you and I invite you to honor yourself, to support yourself, to be kind to yourself, to know that you are the creator of your reality, that you are loved and you are supported. All of my love and gratitude, and I'll see you in the next episode. 